This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is, of course, baseball season, which means that we bring in our expert when it comes to baseball betting, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N. T.I. How's it going, Jen? It's going great, Sean. Let's uh, let's talk some fun games tonight. Yes, indeed. Uh, there are a few interesting matchups. And of course, when we look at these sort of matchups that we're looking to for a little bit of action on, uh, not all of them are necessarily the ones that you're excited to watch when you think about it. We'll run into that a little bit later. Some of the matchups aren't necessarily the more compelling ones with playoffs, but we're looking for opportunities for betting that make a lot of sense. So uh, we've picked out three that we're interested in. We'll start here in Atlanta, where the Reds take on the Braves. Right. So this is an interesting one because on the surface, these guys are pretty evenly matched. In fact, the money line over at BetMGM is minus 110 for both sides. No team is favored here. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, first of all, Drew Smiley can never make it the third time through the order. He likes to give up the long ball. And Atlanta, um, they have an ER, or sorry, uh, Sonny Gray has an ERA of 8.53 over his last 19 innings. So when I look at this game, what I see is, ooh, I'm going to smash the over on this run total of nine and a half. It's a warm night tonight. Cincinnati, since the all-star break, has the most runs and RBI. And Atlanta has the six most runs and RBI since the all-star break. So these are two teams that are really gunning for the postseason. They're both in a division where they are fighting to get ahead. And I think it's going to be a great game tonight. And I kind of expect a lot of runs here. Tough to pick a winner. Um, but I will take the over here on the run total. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense to me, too. If you really haven't been paying attention to Cincinnati, which I understand unless you're in that that region, look, they're 61 and 52, and they're one of the better road teams in the league, 30 and 25 away. And in the last, you've talked about it since the All-Star break, and they've been especially good in the last 10. Seven and three, they've been batting 278 as a team, which this year is huge. And in the last 10 games, they've outscored opponents by 24 runs. You can do the quick math. They're beating teams by two and a half runs a game. So they're absolutely rolling. And uh, I, I think that what's, that's what makes it interesting. I don't know who will win this game, but I do expect it to be something of a shootout. And uh, there's certainly a couple guys you can look at. Uh, Jesse Winker has had a really good year, 55 extra base hits this year, still slugging over 500. And the ageless wonder, Joey Gallo, or pardon me, Joey Votto, Joey Votto, of course, yeah. leading the team with 23 home runs again bouncing back from a bad uh, weird sort of abbreviated 2020 season not quite the hitting the uh, 330 Joey Votto of old but still putting up the other numbers just fine yeah and for DFS uh, over on FanDuel like a th- I like a $3,900 Nick Castellanos he's batting 303 and slugging 539 versus lefties and Jonathan India that's 358 versus lefties. And he's been on a power surge with seven bombs since the All-Star break. And for a value play, if you want to play this game, Kyle Farmer is batting 318 and slugging 576 versus left-handed pitching. And he's 3,000 over on FanDuel. Oh, I always like those sneaking in there. I like you brought up Jonathan India, one of the more interesting young players in the league, actually. Kind of uh, one of the guys driving this Reds team to what's turning out to be a, a pretty good season. So that one is intriguing. We will turn our attention 
to Baltimore, where the Tigers come in and visit the Orioles. Both of these teams are not very good. One, of course, in Baltimore's case is awful, 38 and 72. But that doesn't mean there aren't some opportunities here. Absolutely. So I'm really digging this game. I just checked. It's 92 degrees in Baltimore right now at Camden Yards. So this should be a high scoring game. I'm digging Detroit. Keegan Aiken has an ERA of nearly eight this season. Um, So I like Eric Haas here. He's been absolutely dominant versus lefty. He's been slugging 732 with 10 home runs across 65 games this season. For your DFS plays, I like Scope. He has eight bombs, batting 356. And for a value DFS play on the Detroit side, Miguel Cabrera is batting 300 and he's 2,900 tonight. Now, I also like the other side of this game because, I said, as I said at the beginning, I do think this is going to hit the over. I expect Detroit to win, but either team can win. The one thing I'm pretty sure about is the over here. I like Baltimore versus Casey Mize as well. Uh, Trey Mancini absolutely dominates at home. He's slugging 579 there. We've seen Cedric Mullins just be dominant like you know, all the time. He's been one of the revelations this year, even on a terrible team. He has been a top 10 outfielder all season for fantasy baseball. And Anthony Santander, if you just kind of want to throw a dart, he's only 2,700 on FanDuel and he's been batting 311 since the all-star break. Yeah, the Keegan Aiken story is kind of remarkable. That this this is the the situation when you have a team like the Orioles, right? The 38 and 72, that they're going nowhere. Uh, Keegan Aiken wouldn't still be on this team. He's 0-5 with an ERA of 7.66. He's given up nine home runs in 51 innings. And he has a whip of 1.74. I mean, basically, with all due respect to Mr. Aiken, at this stage, he's not a major league caliber pitcher. But he's here because the Orioles just don't have much more. So, yeah, offensively, I love it. I'll be honest. I, I like... Uh, the Tigers on that run line of minus one and a half, Jen. I don't really have a problem with it. I think there's no question Detroit wins this game. I think they're a far better team, and they're a far better team with a bad, bad pitcher on the hill for Baltimore. So I'm not yeah. even afraid of taking them with a straight-up run line. I mean, interestingly, Detroit, I mentioned earlier about Cincinnati and Atlanta. Detroit has the seventh most runs in RBI since the All-Star break. So, yeah, they've they've really turned it around. All right, well, we look at a couple other, uh, we'll look at one other matchup and then go through some of the other uh, choices. Highlight a few little picks out of these earlier games, but we'll do all that in just a moment right here on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drocher. I'm Jen Piacenti with me, of course, as we talk about baseball. We took a look at a, a couple of different games out in Atlanta, out in Baltimore, uh, two different Teams going in different directions, right? Atlanta and the Reds, good teams. Detroit, Baltimore, bad teams. Well, now we have probably the most entertaining matchup of the evening, but there are things to be done in this one, too. Let's look at the big one tonight. Tampa Bay Rays, 68 and 44, 11 games over 500 on the road against the Red Sox, 65 and 49, 11 games over 500 in Fenway. Yeah, um, this is going to be a great game. Uh, The thing that I'm targeting here is actually the strikeout prop for Eduardo Rodriguez. And I am definitely using him in my DFS lineups. He's only 8,000 over on FanDuel. But here's what's exciting. The Rays have the second highest strikeout rate versus lefties and the second lowest batting average versus lefties this year. Erod struck out 10 last year and didn't allow 
last week, sorry, and didn't allow a single run. So I'm going back to the well here. He did write for us. Uh, I think he's going to easily hit the strikeout prop of over six and a half strikeouts tonight. That's a minus 125. On the other side, I like the under for Patino, uh, under five and a half. First of all, we know how Rays use their starters. He's really a, a reliever. They're going to use him as an opener. So just the chance to get to strike out six Red Sox doesn't seem like there's a high probability of that, besides the fact that the Red Sox have the fourth best batting average in the league so far this year. So I like that. Now, that being said, I still think that the Rays could win this game because they have been so hot and the Sox are not. So I'm hesitant to pick a winner here. Um, this could go either way. What I do like is the strikeout prop for Eduardo Rodriguez over six and a half. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. The Red Sox win two out of their last 10. The Rays eight out of their last 10. And uh, they're going in different directions at the moment, even though both of these are really good teams. Uh, one of the ones I like, and it's part of what you talked about there, the, the strikeout potential, uh, that means that a lot of these big innings that get strung together with multiple hits don't necessarily come together. I have that over under at nine and a half. And while I realize, you know, you're talking about two teams with really good offense uh, tonight in Boston, it's supposed to be really uh, into the high 60s at the time of first pitch. Plus the fact that you have guys that can strike out. I Rodriguez is considered the inferior pitcher in the starting matchup from the ERA side, but I'm with you. He can strike guys out. So I like that under at nine and a half tonight, even at Fenway. I'm with you as far as who wins the game, probably a toss up. But given the money line for uh, Tampa being on the plus side, I kind of like taking Tampa and the under. Yeah. I I like that call a lot. I absolutely think Tampa Bay can win this. Uh, So, yeah, this is a really good example of taking a game and uh, playing it two different ways. You know, we we think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to strike out a lot of players, but we don't necessarily think that translates into a Boston win. So there's a lot of ways to look at a game and play it. And another thing I want to say is when I was looking at the slate tonight, there look like a lot of games where a lot of runs can be scored to me and any player can go off for a home run tonight. I mean, Seattle looks like they're going to dominate Texas. It, you know, you just go on and on. You look, it seems like there's a lot of uh, runs out there to be scored. So one thing I suggest with DFS slates is narrow it down, play the early slate and play the late slate. Just give yourself a smaller field to play from so you have a better chance to win. Don't play all the games tonight because I have a feeling, you know, someone's going to have a two home run game. Maybe Eloy goes two home runs again. Kyle Seeger goes two home runs again. And it's just going to be really hard to get all of those right. But if you have that Seattle game, which is on the late slate, separate from, you know, this Detroit Baltimore game, then you have a little bit better odds of cashing. Yeah, and on that DFS side, like you brought up, and we'll, we'll recap it here in a moment, the idea that sometimes you need to find a, a lower-cost option. You need to throw that dart, and that needs to hit if you're going to separate yourselves out in those big group uh, type of uh, situations. Obviously, that's a little bit different, so you, you can't necessarily go with just all the stars and hope for the best. You need to make something unique so you can get near the very top. So let's let's go ahead and look back at these. We had Cincinnati at Atlanta. Jen, what's your favorite particular moves in this game? It's just simply the over on the nine and a half run total. All right. That was not too hard. Let's go to the Detroit at Baltimore game. What do you love there? Uh, I am taking Detroit to win this and over on the run total of 10. All right. Any DFS players you particularly like in this one? I like Eric Haas a lot in this one. Jonathan Scope and Miggy Cabrera for your dart throw at 2,900. 
There you go. And our last one, Boston at, or pardon me, Boston hosting the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, I like the over on the strikeout prop for Eduardo Rodriguez over six and a half strikeouts tonight versus the swing and miss Rays. See, as, as we're putting this together now, what I need to do is I need to go, uh, I need to grab my uh, app of choice and see what the, the parlay of your two strikeout props plus my under and a raise win comes out at. I might have to throw a, a dart there. See what we can put together. Absolutely. <laughs> have, Absolutely. Have a little fun. Have a little fun on a Tuesday night. Just see if we can run it all together. See if I can find something out. But this is uh, this is what we do right here on Sticks and Stacks. We try to give you a little 15-minute uh, in-and-out tour of a couple options for the evening. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe, you can obviously do that at wherever you, you're you happening to listen to this podcast. Thanks for doing that. Uh, if you'd like to follow Jen, and I highly suggest you do, you can do that at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Jim, we'll do this a little bit later this week, right? We absolutely will. We'll be doing this again on Thursday, I believe. All right. We'll see you Thursday right here for Jen Piacenti. I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.